Hi, everyone. Welcome to They Had Fun. I'm Rachel, and I'm back with another amazing story about New York City. But first, it's Rachel's Rex. And for the number one this week, I'm coming back the same as last week because I truly love it so much. Summer Streets. I went last Saturday. It is so fun. The street is closed down Park Avenue all the way to 110th Street. I rode my bike. Maybe you want to do it a different way. It's just truly one of those incredible New York days. The sun is shining. You're hot as hell, sure. But, you know, you can stop along the way, get a drink, stop and see some friends. It's just such a great way to see the city. And I, like, really fucking wish we did it more often. So go to Summer Streets. This is the second of the third week. Probably I'll talk about it next week for Saturday, too. That's how much I enjoyed myself. Number two. Ramona in Greenpoint. I love this bar. I just had been thinking about what should I bring up this week? And I was like, every time I'm with my friends, if we need a fallback place, inevitably we wind up at Ramona. They have a great indoors. They have wonderful cocktails. It's been there since like 2014. I think it's been there for a while. They have an outdoor setup. They have happy hour till eight. It's just a great bar. And I mean, I'm telling you, I truly love it. I like going there. So it's really one of my recommendations. Number three, Working from hotel lobbies. Now, does this make me a bit of an asshole? I don't think so. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm showing up. I'm purchasing a product. Okay, but I have been sick of being stuck in my 600 square foot apartment with my wonderful yet, you know, husband I've spent a lot of time around. And I've just been looking for a new way to get out. Libraries have been a part of that, but also so has hotels. I've gone to the Highline Hotel, the Ace Hotel in Nomad, the Ludlow Hotel on the Lower East Side. All of these lobbies are beautiful. They all have some sort of like coffee, wine, whatever program. They have blasting AC, they have free Wi-Fi. And so far as I can tell, no one seems to mind that you're there. So I don't know. I've been really enjoying that. I think it's a great alternative to coffee shops. I don't know if people think about that that much. But anyways, go check out a new hotel. I'm having a great time going to them. That's the end of Rachel's Rex. Let me know if you guys are liking this. Should I keep doing this? Is this something you have interest in? I would love, here we go, shameless plug. If you reached out to me on our Instagram, it's they had fun. You'll find us very easily. Not only can you talk to me and tell me what you're liking in New York, but you can also see a lot of great New York City content because you know I love it here so much. Okay, on to my guest. I am so excited to have her. She is truly a great friend of mine. She is a lover of New York, and she also happens to be the Senior Design Director of Footwear at Tory Burch. Stick with me on this, folks. I'm going to try my best. Please welcome to the show, Velvicha Diogo. You just nailed it. <laughs> it is literally the most difficult name ever. All of those V sounds are actually spelt with W's. It's very complicated. Very confusing. It's not the most complicated ever, but it, it it can someone be difficult. So from here on out, we will now just refer to you as Vel. Yes, that is my most commonly known name. I have known you for many years and still I'm like, I'll, I'll like, I'll just use the shortened one. <laughs> we'll stick with that. Anyways, thank you so much for being on the show. How are you? I am doing very well. And you are the most charming human that I've met in the last five years as an adult making friends as most people would know is like a rarity like stranger adult friends yes and you actually are the only one in my bucket in the last five years so I'm very happy to be here oh well that's very nice to say that's a perfect way for us to talk about how we met because I do think people would find that a little interesting you know like most adults who are out and about just picking up friends at bars we were at a bar <laughs> and you were in the backyard with your soon-to-be husband as was I and like a complete creep that I am I was eavesdropping 
listening in on your conversation and you happen to be getting at them married at the same time as us. And then as we had a few drinks together and then we strong armed you into having a bottle of wine with us, we found we had all of these similarities throughout our life. And since then, almost five plus years later, we still have become such good friends. That is absolutely true. And I remember that night very clearly. And Ross and I, my husband, were talking about like, planning for a wedding that was coming up in the next like six months or something. And you just peeked in. You're like, um, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be like a creep, but are you getting married in July? Cause so are we. <laughs> Anyone who has listened to like more than three episodes of this podcast will be like, yeah, that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like she would talk to anyone, but I was so lucky that you guys were so open to that as well. And I hate to say it guys, but you know, I have to, it's a real New York tale, if you ask me, because there aren't many places where everyone's just open to something like that. Quintessential New York City moment, and which is why, like, I love the city so goddamn much. Like, it just allows for moments like that. And there's so few and so far between, and yet so common. Just some of them you just like encounter every day, and then you're like, bye. But this yeah. one was like, hey, let's get this going. But also, that's on you, Rachel, because you were like, let's exchange numbers. And I'm like, yeah, sure. But you actually. <laughs> called and texted back and made another like wine date. And that's yes. what kept it going. I would have let it go. It's like, oh, just <laughs> another night, just another whatever. But you actually kept it going. And it was like very impressive. And now you're one of my besties. So Yay. for the record, you would have let me go. That's the <laughs> important part. That's why I'm so happy to have you on the show, because as we can tell from the way you're talking and everything you're saying, you love New York so much. It's very important for me now to start my number one question, which we'll see if you know the answer to this. Uh, my first question is, Vel, when did you move to New York? Okay, so this is complicated for me. And you know, I'm bad with dates. Okay, but I moved to New York when I was in high school. Oh, yes, that's what it is. So my mom got remarried. We were living in Boston, suburbs of Boston. She got remarried to her husband here when I was a freshman in high school. So that was like 2009. No, two <laughs> I don't know. Is that when we graduated college? Were, 1999? Yeah. 1999. 1999. Oh my God, Rachel, am I a thousand? <laughs> I think you were a freshman in high school in 1999. You know, I've been thinking about this question and literally I still was 10 years off. That's very depressing. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We we all understand. We know what you meant. 1999. Do you want to ask again? When were no. you here, Val? And I'll say, oh, in 1999, I'm in Boston too. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone understands and sympathizes where you're sitting there and you're like, what year was that? How old was I? I mean, we're all, we're all reaching those ages, but I'm just thinking about how that might have been kind of difficult to pick up and move like freshman year of high school. I was like livid with my mother. I was like, how dare you? I have no problem yeah. with your new husband. I like John. He's my stepdad. <laughs> we're good. But essentially, she picked me up after having a really baller freshman year. I'm like, yeah, I'm in. I get it. I love high school. Wow. To then moving to like an inner city high school and having to like learn some stuff very, very quickly. Wow. But then I went away to college and then returned to New York four years after that. And that's when the fun began. That actually sort of because we know that you came here for high school, but then you went to college and you came back. So I think the perfect time to ask you my question of why did you move to New York is better framed in the return, because a lot of people could have been like, that wasn't for me, but you decided to come back. So what was what was the reason for you to come back after college? 
Because it's New York City. And if anyone ever doubts it or has an inkling of a question mark, whether they should do it. That's my grand suggestion. I love that. You know, you're talking to the right person for this. And yes, I agree with you. Like, if you're ever just thinking about it, do it. I mean, it's going to be a lot of trouble and heartache and money and all these things. But if you think about it, you should do it. New York will chew you right up, but it will also kiss you. And I like when New York kisses me, so I'm willing to like go through all the struggle for that one tiny kiss. I don't know how many people we could get to say, I like when New York kisses me. (laughs) (laughs) So you were happy with your decision to come back. And then you haven't you have not left since coming back from college, right? No, I guess our reason why, which is I, I'm going to accept it. I'll just take as the answer is it's New York. Why would I not? Absolutely. It's just the best. Knowing that you love New York so much, I can hear it in your voice. You almost sound like a born and raised New Yorker. And I guess you're just approaching that coming for high school. But you almost sound like it with the way you're talking about like, it's the best and everyone else get out of here. Get the hell out of here, guys. <laughs> Not interested. Now, New York is literally the best because it is also so awful. That is the beautiful thing about New York. Like whenever I have friends visiting now and they're like, wow, this place is great. And then literally there's a pile of garbage taller than them. And then they're like, so like this is every day. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Every other day, usually, actually. But in certain streets, it's every day. So but look, people come and pick it up the trash. That's really impressive. You know, thank you, Gov NYC. Like, thank you. And I love it. (laughs) I love it. I love that about New York. I love that duality of like, I think that's what keeps the people so amazing here. Is it no matter what, you could be the richest person in Manhattan. And if you like decide to go eat al fresco, like you're probably going to have a trash (laughs) truck run by you. It keeps us grounded. It keeps us like never. No one get too big for your own self here. Like, (laughs) let's just remember where you are. And like New York has a lot of that. And I love that. All right, let's move on to the big one, because I think I think you'll have a good one knowing how much fun we've had together, but no pressure. Vel, what is the most fun you've ever had in New York? So I'm going to start off by saying I'm sorry. (laughs) So I would like to do a tapestry of what my favorite night in New York is, because literally every Tuesday night in the mid 2000s was my favorite night in New York City. Okay, I like this. You're breaking the rules a bit. I know. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Don't apologize. It's going to be incredible. And I love that knowing that you've spent so much time in New York through all of these different parts of your life, that this is the one that really sticks out. So I'm ready. Let's go. It all started at Max Fish in the Lower East Side. Oh, oh, I'm already excited for the tapestry. I mean, come on. I, I love it. All of the places except for one that are part of this tapestry are permanently closed because we're that old. That, that's another theme of New York. It, w- it doesn't care if you like something, it'll go ahead and close it on you anyways. So that is definitely a theme of New York. I'm interested to see which one is the one that's still open, but we'll see as, as the tapestry unfolds. Okay, so you're at Max Fish. I may have been there. That's the point. Like every, any given Tuesday is yep. the best night of your goddamn life when you're in your like early to mid 20s and you're just like living life penny to penny, having the best time. Yes. You like get to work. You're happy you have one. You're happy you got a job. <laughs> yes. 
you got a little bit of money in your pocket, but not much. <laughs> and then you're like, mm, we need to eat. So then you figure out like alligator lounge, take a quick like beer. <laughs> then you move on down and mosey on to the Lower East Side. Some of those friendships built then were so fleeting. It was just like a drunk night in a bathroom or you meet a drunk person and you're like, hey, buddy, <laughs> it's forever exchange numbers, that whole thing. What New York City can provide is like, Fleeting friendships and real friendships that are solidified through a drunken night at Max Fish. And it's beautiful. God and bless. that's actually one of the places where I met my best friend, who I then was later the wing woman to, to meet his wife. Wow. And who now I'm the godmother to of their beautiful son. And they're the godparents to my child. And that's really great. And this all started at Max Fish. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that. It all happened with another best friend who's my really good friend, Amber. We met through this like fashion gig that we had together. I wasn't sure. She was sure. She's like, let's go hang out. And I was like, no, I'm pretty antisocial. Like when I come off, once you get to know me, I'm overly social maybe. But like, yes, she was like, let's hang. And I was like, let's not. And then she kept pushing <laughs> like, let's do this. Let's do this. Do you party? I'm like, yeah, I can party. But like, I don't know. She's like, but do you party, party? And I was like, maybe. Um <laughs> So then another random Tuesday night, oh, let's go to Max Fish. And so we're hanging out there. And the way this whole thing just kind of unraveled in this beautiful way, her and I went out to have a cigarette break. And we were actually like talking about something stupid. I actually think it was like the Kardashians, like <laughs> no joke. You've put it all out there now. I put it out there and we were laughing and kind of making fun of the show. But then out of nowhere, we hear someone laughing at our joke, not with us. So we like both turn our heads and there's this like adorable, lovely man. And then he goes, oh my God, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be eavesdropping. <laughs> And turns out that's Grayson. Apparently, you have a history of being eavesdropped on at bars. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys become really good friends. Do you remember that night? Is there more to this tapestry of other places or you just remember becoming friends that night? There's so much more, Rachel. All right. I'm locked and loaded. Let's go. <laughs> so you're at Max Fish. You make a new friend. And so we'd start there, have a few drinks. And I'm like, time to move on. So then we would hit up the skinny. People might remember the skinny. That one Ooh. is still open because I Googled it. Out of everything you're saying, there's one open. I've never heard of that place. I don't oh, think. Oh, you should go now and see what happens. It was pretty close to Max Fish, like walkable distance. So we'd meander on down. And it's called the skinny because it's literally one of the narrowest little bar buildings yeah. in the Lower East Side. That's a bar. And you would walk in and it was actually a two level. But the second level is only like a half floor. And mm. when you'd walk in, there was a projector and they would always have like 70s black and white porn. Oh, OK. You know, very, very like risque hipster Brooklyn back in the day. Very much. Now you'd be like, OK, thank you. Like a little <laughs> bit more of an HD experience, perhaps. I don't know. We <laughs> dug it. It was great. And then when we felt the urge to dance. We would like meander and that was a bit of a walk and we'd be like, are we going to split a taxi because everyone was broke? Or are we going to walk? Are we going to like, you know, sometimes we'd literally meet like little biker kids who couldn't even drink yet. And I would ride on the handlebars and they would take us there for free because it was fun for them. Like, I'm like, oh, this is, this is like symbiotic. Thank you. 
I'm just like picturing you riding a child's handlebars through the Lower East Side trunk, like like as if he's like some pedicab or something. He's like, yes, let me on. Up Second Avenue, down Second Avenue. <laughs> so where would they take you to on their handlebars to go dance? They would take us to Lit Lounge, which is also <gasps> oh. permanently closed. I also have had some nights at Lit Lounge. Maybe we saw each other there as well. Yeah, that was a good spot to go dancing in the early 2000s. It's fuzzy and beautiful. (laughs) And yeah, that's Lit Lounge for you. But that's where we go till the early hours of the morning and have the best time of our drunk little young 23, 24 year old lives. That's the perfect way of when you're young and having fun in New York of like the memories are fuzzy. They're not all entirely there. So I think you're taking, you haven't broken any rules. You're taking us on a perfect journey. As you've said, a tapestry through all of these hot spots through your early twenties where you had the most fun. So I, I, I love this. I think this is perfect. And I'm guessing you danced it lit lounge with like your friends and whoever would show up. And then did you go, have a typical after hours or was lit usually the last spot so we would often end it at one of two places with a theme one was san loco which okay most have been closed but there is one in williamsburg surprisingly which i kind of need to visit just to see if it's as good as i remember i really highly doubt it (laughs) 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 nothing against san loco but you know those memories sometimes are they they mean more than am am i saying this right i don't know what i mean you are definitely saying it right i remember telling my friend amber when she moved into the apartment that i would crash often and sleep there it's like she's like it's a four-story walk up but it's nice once you get up there and i'm like oh my god that's so amazing it's like free exercise and she goes not when you're holding a burrito in each hand (laughs) (laughs) so that was the real truth and then the other epic place that we would go to and this one i haven't checked if it's open still was el sombrero also in the east village right near max fish and essentially it's the hat which is what everybody called it back then and you would go and they would do frozen margaritas and it was kind of the best and so that like if I got off work early that would start at 3 p.m prior to Max Fish and and then that's the good day a lot of different stops along the way and then the next day we would wake up and suddenly it's like we're semi-adults and we actually have jobs and I was living not in the city so I had to like crash at my friend's places almost nightly. Oftentimes the next morning we'd wake up, it's time to go to work. And I knew the schedule of American apparel and I would be standing outside. <laughs> One place opened at nine, I think, if my memory recollection is accurate. <laughs> and I would just buy another dress and swap out and then I'd show up to my job. It was really professional you know I love that that was the plan of attack of like no no I'll just spend the night here and I'll just go buy a dress in the morning I know what time they open exactly this is such a very specific (laughs) time in life you know like no it's like this is what you're supposed to do in your early 20s in in New York 100% supposed to have this kind of fun and you know, follow some of the rules, but maybe not all of them and like go out and this is what you're supposed to do. And now you have the memories forever. And now you have the friendships forever. And, you know, I still think we could let's go to the skinny. Maybe let's go there. Let's have a night. (laughs) Is that our last tapestry stop? The, uh, the hat. I think that's the last stop in the night. I mean, that's a lot of stops. I think you've done a really great job of giving us some real highlights here. It is a quintessential 
early 20s night out with friends and we've all had them and I hope that every 20 year old comes here and does the same thing and as much as we all might be annoyed by them now I'm personally not but I know others are I hope they come and they keep doing this New York needs that New York needs that energy and I I would like to still go out and pretend that I'm that 20 year old and go have those nights. So I love that story and I love all the hot spots. And I just thank you so much for sharing it. I think it is definitely extremely fun. I definitely agree. And I do not get annoyed by them either. When I see them, I'm like, oh, they're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> like we had fun. They're currently having fun. And I think that's fucking awesome like honestly I think it's just the best and I love that they're out doing their thing I know you're great at having fun in New York I love your stories I love that you stayed here I love that you love it as much as me but I have to ask you my final question of the show what is your favorite thing about New York 100% is the people I love that I get on a subway and I see every single type of person at eight in the morning five in the morning 4 p.m it doesn't matter. It's just like, here's somebody doing something totally different than you. Yeah. Someone's going to work and you're coming home from a party. You're coming to work and they're coming home from a party. <laughs> this person, yeah, this person is like drumming their beats, doing their things. This person's doing that. And I just think that's what makes New York what it is. It's like the people and the fact that everybody's doing their own damn thing at the same time. And I think that's lovely. It keeps it real. It keeps it honest. And that's why I love this city so much. It's such a good answer. It's so true. I'm always saying this. A lot of people say the people, but it's very, everyone has their own reason for it. Everyone has their own meaning about it. And yours is so different than everyone else's of saying like just being out there, seeing everyone different and everyone's doing their own thing. And that's what you love is having all of these people here. I love that. It is New York. That's why New York is the best. Every once in a while, which is the only other little quip that one of my friends told me, because I'm just like busy and distracted all the time and how I like get from point A to point B. Every once in a while, she would grab my arm and say, hey, look up. And I would look up and I would see the most amazing sight, which is just New York City buildings. You look up and your mind is blown because when you're so busy and you're like bustling about because we have to go to work and we have to go to this grocery and we have to hit up the Mac store and we have to do whatever, all the bullshit that we do every day, just look up once in a while and feel like in love with where you are because it's mind blowing. Look up. It's amazing. Oh, she's a romantic at heart. I love it. It's, <laughs> it's perfect. I feel the exact same way. Yeah. Well, Belle, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm so glad that you love New York as much as I do. Thank you, Rachel. You are the best. You know who is the best? Thanks, New York. They had fun. As long as like I didn't have an early meeting, that didn't matter either. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs>